Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Now, Uncommon Sense with Leland Conway on 630KHOW, Denver's talk station. Normally, we have our Twisted View open, but uh, that's all good. We got a regular open to the show, but it is still the Twisted View on Fridays. This is where the mayhem descends. Leland Conway, 630 KHOW, Denver's talk station. Producer Super Shoe is in the house. How are you, sir? Good hey, to man. see you. I'm right here. Uh, 57739, if you want to join the conversation, I expect you to, just not while driving. Text the show directly, 57739. Start off with Leland. Give us a name. We don't care if it's fake. It can be your alias. Uh, just name and credit card number so we can go to uh, Cabela's and buy some ammo. So it'll be all good. All right. Uh, we have very special guest uh, panelists today on The Twisted View. Our good friends Benjamin Albright, Ryan Adams from Broncos Country Tonight, 6 to 9 at KOA. What's up, guys? Ryan Edwards. Did I say Ryan Edwards? What did I say? Ryan, Ryan Adams? Ryan Adams. No, I was thinking yeah. Brian Adams. I, mean, I got love songs going through my heart. My wife was uh, playing the little Brian Adams last night. That's what happened. Are you man. Canadian? Big summer career. guys. You'll forever be Brian Adams to me instead of Ryan Ad- Ryan Edwards to me. So anyway, uh, welcome guys. It's good to see you guys. Yeah, thanks for having us in. We appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Uh, this is you know, normally you guys are talking sports, and I guess in a way, we probably will get into a little bit of that. But uh, if people are not familiar with your work, it's over on our sister station KOA. I want them to check you guys out six to nine every mo- every night, Monday through Friday, uh, Broncos Country tonight. What do you guys? What do you guys spend your time on in the off season? Like when you're not, when, you know, when you're not uh, dealing with day to day stuff with the football team. How are you guys dealing with the off season? What do you do? Well, I think the the off season is the on season for us, right? right. Um, you know, we we get to really kind of delve into what's next. We right. Get to talk about the draft prospects. Uh, get to talk about free agency, and I think you know Ryan, uh, who you know has a background in radio versus me, who doesn't. Like, has, has really kind of helped show me that that's where you kind of earn your stripes. You know, that's kind of where you, you, you build your chops in the offseason when there's – it's easy to react to a game. Right. Talk about the next game. But what happens when you don't have a game? And we feel like that's that's our forte. That's the harder part. That's the harder work because you got to go deep dive into stuff and you got to start really investigating. I mean, for me, it's actually more fun uh, because it's more of a blank canvas. You yeah. know, because, as you said, you know, in season, you're reacting to the previous game. You're talking about the next game. Everybody's kind of has the same content. But in the offseason, you have to get more creative. And, and so this is where it's like, okay, well, how, how do you want to retain your audience? How do you want them to hang with you during the course of the offseason? And that's where you have to you have to be entertaining, you got to be fun, and you got to bring information. And so we had our, our biggest month of downloads last month of 213,000 for the Wow, that's awesome. Congrats. Yeah, we're going to probably hit around 200 this time. So it, in, in reality is I think people more than ever are, are interested, and in, especially when there's possibility of hope. So when is uh, Aaron Rodgers coming to Denver? Right, yeah. Everybody wants to know, right? Yeah, well, that's that is the yeah. That's what we get asked that all the time. I I don't know. Um, it, it's short story. I don't know. Um, I'm I suspect we'll hear something within the next week or two, okay. and we'll know one way or the other. So you guys tell me before we move on to other topics here, just because you know when I did sports, one of the things I used to like to do was get to know the players and find out something that would maybe surprise every 
everybody if they knew it. Tell me something about one of the Broncos that shocked you guys when you found out that was really cool, but might surprise somebody in the audience if they didn't, you know, if they knew that about them. Like, like, kind of digging into the the personality of somebody. Well, I think uh, Stephen Weatherly. Might be the most interesting man in Denver. Uh, he has a glass blowing show on Netflix. <laughs> that is so he's cool. A chess yeah. player. He plays like six instruments. Like the guy, like off. You wouldn't know it, but you know he's a pass rusher on the field, off the field. The guy's borderline genius. I, I would guess. Yeah, and uh, Broncos offensive tackle Calvin Anderson can do uh, Rubik's cues blindfolded. Wow. Okay, that's impressive. Yeah, I mean stuff like that. So I mean these guys, these guys are are pretty amazing, and you know I think there's there's sometimes this perception. That they're the egomaniacs and they're just money hungry and all that, but a lot Dumb of them, are, jock, you know, yeah, right. a lot of them are family men. You know? Yeah, a lot of them uh, have degrees. They they have interests outside of football. I can't remember his name, but there was an offensive lineman at the University of Kentucky who, um, I mean, t- you you look at him, you'd be like, okay, that, that guy's an offensive lineman. He's probably going to play in the NFL. He's huge. He's like three hundred and fifty pounds. Ballet, <laughs> opera, and like a member of Mensa. Right? I mean, just like, you're, you're like, whoa, that's pretty cool. So, oh, let's dive into some of what we got here today, guys. Um, there's a new study out. I cannot wait to get your reaction to. Y'all chime in if you're brave enough on this one. New study says, uh, it was published in the American Heart Association, so don't, do not shoot the messenger on this, okay? New study from researchers at the University of California, San Diego, detailed that uh, when women do chores in the house, cooking, vacuuming, gardening, cleaning, all that stuff, it's better on their heart. There you go. Big study. Wasn't, wasn't that done uh, with the, the, the joint study in conjunction with uh, if they make a man a sandwich before he gets <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, I think, I think that's – okay, you're out, you're done. All right, but <laughs> Benjamin's gone. <laughs> dragged out here by every woman in the building. Right. Clearly this study was done by dudes, though, right? I mean, well, obviously, like there, there isn't a woman that's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to set us back about 50 or 60 years <laughs> yeah. with, with just the headline alone. I'm going to make sure that we know our place. Right. Never would happen. Okay. But here's the funny thing about this, like total modern family, right? Like I do all of the cooking and I do all of the dishes. So, I mean, uh, maybe that means my heart's going to be fine. I don't know. Well, I also do that, but as a single man, I'm kind of right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, don't, why don't you use paper plates, man? Just throw them right away. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> you got to buy paper plates, and I'm well, that but on the lazy. Same, on the same way, I you know I I do the dishes. I cook several meals over the course of the week, and it's a little bit more of of my wife's and my schedule. She's working during the days. I work at nights. Yeah. So I'm usually cooking dinner for the kids and making sure we're all taken care of. And then when I leave for work. She comes home, she has dinner, she has everything there, and sometimes she'll do dishes too. But, I mean, that uh, you're right. I, I think that uh, the dynamic of family has changed so much. My wife is a god-awful cook. I mean, I'm just going to tell you right now. She is a god-awful cook, and she will admit it. But here's the thing is I'm in Denver right now because I'm following her career. I, I literally, she got an incredible job offer in Colorado, and I wanted to get back out west, and I was doing just fine in my radio career, and uh, I said, you know what, I, you I've, you followed me for 20 years, I'll follow you for the next 20 years, totally cool. I don't know that we think about those roles the same way we did when our parents were parents. Yeah, well, we're both, like uh, Ryan was just saying, you know, you have an evening job, your wife also works, so you're having to kind of ping pong, you're doing two different sets of duties. My question for you, though, Leland, is, your wife, I don't believe that she can't cook. God, she's awful. No, no, no. no I think she's, no, she's no. hot as fire. She cannot R- cook. Wrong. I think it's won't. <laughs> I think people pretend that they can't cook because all you no, have no. to do. I'm an she's amazing tried. cook. She's, she's tried. She's tried. And they never ask you to cook again. That's right. All cooking is is following a set of directions. You look up a recipe, you follow it. It's pretty damn simple. No, no. We've had. 
What was that? No wonder men don't cook that often. (laughs) (laughs) Follow directions. That's exactly right. No, but we've done this where she's done the whole, like, I made you dinner. And I'm like, okay, it's pretty good, honey. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's fine. So, no, she's terrible. You don't accidentally unscrew the salt? (laughs) Sorry, wait. That's a a plan. I should have known that. (laughs) <laughs> I've had a few bad meals cooked for me. I now my I my I I will you know and, and I'm not trying to go counter here, but yeah, my wife actually uh, does does fantastic. She's better at baking, yeah. um, but she doesn't like uh, you know like thinking of meals. Like that's the one thing that we are that I think I add to it is like I don't mind coming up with a plan. Right. I basically plan our show every day, so I don't mind coming up for. <laughs> he does a plan. all the work. You gonna take that? He does all the work. Okay. <laughs> I, I defy. I defy him to. to Studies to have that. shown that uh, they'll live longer. If, <laughs> Somebody wrote that headline. No, no, I mean that. So she doesn't like to. Come so wait, you're the housewife then? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I might look at an address. <laughs> I interrupted you though. You were going somewhere with no, that. But I was just, I was just saying, like, like again, it's, it's strengths and weaknesses, right? I mean, it's just like it's, it's knowing what you bring to the marriage, what you bring to the relationship, and so for us. My wife just hates, like, after a full day of having to think because she's a therapist and has to be there for everybody else, she doesn't want to have to come home and think about what to do. Yeah. She just wants, hey, can you put food in front of me, and then I'm going to get on with the rest of my night parenting and all, all that. Well, Teamwork makes, makes champions. Well, as I say, it makes a ton of sense because yeah. if you bring nothing to a relationship, that, that explains why I'm not continually in relationships. <laughs> so can't cook, you can't vacuum, you can't garden. You can't do those well, things. I don't want to advertise because yeah. I don't want to do them. <laughs> I got it. I got it. All right, so here's the social dilemma. I love these things on the internet because now apparently our new arbiter of morality and what we should be doing in life is the internet. And so uh, this guy, go, he's some sort of TikTok, um, I don't know, star on social media. And he his thing on TikTok are you, are you guys all into TikTok? Is it... I do not have a TikTok. Okay. I, I don't uh, have it. I don't know if you but... know this, but I'm an old. I mean, I... <laughs> yeah, I'm just just making sure. Just My wife you... shows me TikTok every day. Yeah. Okay. I look Some 15. I'm, 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 you know, mentally I'm like 60. <laughs> right. Chronologically <laughs> 40, but. <laughs> We're, we, uh, okay, got it. So none of us are TikTok stars. Super Shoe, you're not into TikTok. Uh, I am aware right. of it. That's it. So here's Love what it. this guy's thing is. Like, this is what he does. He puts on a virtual reality face mask, and he goes out and he interacts with people while he has the face mask on okay which is weird because when you have a virtual reality face mask you can't see anything but what's inside and you can't see their face so he decides to do this in the middle of the aisle of target and there was a dude that was pushing his cart along with his kids and he says hey buddy might want to get out of the way because the guy's in the middle of the aisle with his virtual reality Dude doesn't listen because, you know, he's doing his live shot for social media or whatever. So, hey, buddy guy walks up, slaps the virtuality apparatus off his face, at which point TikTok star goes to the manager, Karen, and the manager comes over and says, you were wrong, but so was he. So here's the dilemma, and this is what this is what the, the Internet is apparently talking about on the story. Right or wrong – which one of them was more wrong? Which one? Because the way I look at it is like I, I don't. Obviously, you slap somebody, you, you're asking for it, right? But he did at least ask him to move out of the way, right? I mean, there's at least that. Who was filming this? Like cynical me is like this is all a publicity <laughs> stunt put on by the guy with the mask right. to get more attention. He released the video himself, uh-huh. and he actually said that he apologized to the guy after it all happened, but his fans are the ones saying he should press assault charges against the dude that slapped the virtual reality thing off so his wait, face. He's, he's out in the real world. He's at a Target, you said? Correct, like yes. And he's living virtually with this mask on. 
yeah. rather than interacting with people. At Correct. The start. That's so. Well, today. no, he's interacting with people from his virtual world. But why does he have point. to go virtual when he's in the real world? That's what I'm asking. That's here. his stick on TikTok. Oh, that's just it, that's the guy's thing. nuts. It's art. It's art. It's art. There you go. Yeah. It's art. You I, know. I blame him. That's ridiculous. Well, yeah, absolutely. And the other thing, I think the bigger story here, though, is that, like, this even exists. Like, this is even a thing, right? Like, I'm still getting mad about grocery carts being left away from the cart, cart rack at the grocery store, and we've got jack wagons in the middle of Target doing their TikTok live feed. I mean, there's something going on in society. It's like a, it's like a weird narcissism or something. I don't know. Well, I don't know if we're necessarily the best panel to debate this because <laughs> none of us even admitted to having TikTok. Well, this so, is true. It's a good point. So as we're all saying, like, oh, well, this is ridiculous. It's like, I mean, look, my wife spends probably of her social media time 75% of it on TikTok. Wow. That's that's the medium she enjoys the most. So she might actually understand this a little bit better than I Call her. Let's get her on the line. <laughs> Dude, she, oh, sorry. I was signing up for TikTok right now. Okay. <laughs> but but, I, but I'll, I'll say this. I, I don't – listen – that you shouldn't put your hands on somebody else like no that. never so, so in my you know like hey he asked nicely great that doesn't all of a sudden well i asked and the next move is i'm gonna hit you like we live in a more civilized society <laughs> see like, isn't that the thing though i would have just moved him out of the way i would right slapped him. i would have just picked him up and moved him and like i asked you now i'm gonna move you yeah he yeah. might not have even noticed that you did that yeah, yeah. very possibly uh, if he retaliates then i'm gonna put hands on him but that makes sense. All right, but isn't that the bigger thing, though? Is like, I don't know, do you guys feel like there's maybe a tension? There's like a tension going on in society oh, where, 100%. like, our first reaction is to slap the guy. Like, I saw two grown ass men the other day literally about to come to blows in front of their children over a shopping cart, believe it or not, at Target as well. Someone's like, Target's the problem. Maybe that, maybe. Uh, look, red. we have we have some commonality here. Sponsor us. Yeah, wait, wait, is Target a sponsor love. here? Walmart is the problem. <laughs> right. There, there, there you go. There you go. All right. A man invents a way to have fun times with a vacuum cleaner. Uh, uh, stop it. You guys are perverts. Nope. Yeah. You guys are perverts. That's fight. not, it's not what you're thinking. DJ Roomba, no. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, that's not what you guys are thinking. Apparently, he figured out, you know how, like, when you vacuum a rug yeah. and you move it over one way and the rug turns one color or one shade, right? And then you go back the other way and it's another shad shade. carpeting or what's going on over there? This is what happens yeah. with oh. rugs. Oh. How long has this carpet been? Exactly. Exactly. Right. Um, <laughs> match the drapes. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, I said I can cook. I'm not a designer. Anyway, what he figured out was how to do art with his vacuum cleaner on the rug. And he has done pictures of Jack Nicholson, wow. Pennywise, Donald Trump, the Mona Lisa, Look it up. Look it up on Google. Yeah. Like Google it because it, it's this, it's actually really good. I'm like, how did he figure this out? It reminds me. I used to be the voice for the Toledo Walleye hockey team in Northwest Ohio. Go Walleyes! The, yep, there was a farmer who would kind of similar fashion. He'd take his tractor and he'd like design a corn maze or something in the shape of the walleye logo. And now we're talking about like a smaller scale carpet art thing here. Right? Is he selling like prints of this? Uh, you could probably put it on TikTok. Is it a non-fungible token? That, 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 do you guys even understand those things? I, I, I do, yeah. Okay, so can you explain it to me? What is an NFT? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Brass tax is, is the, you're getting a receipt that you own something, in this case, particular case, an image of something, okay. on that particular ledger, Okay. but only that particular ledger. Right. So the idea is, is just like, they say it's like owning art, but it's not really like owning art. You're really like owning a receipt 
or something. It's it's the idea is is that you get a limit a limited something and you have that collection digitally versus. Okay, physical. explain this to me then. This is not a funny story. It's actually a very sad story, but it's interesting how NFTs play into this. <laughs> there was a guy. Um, I, you guys may remember there was a, a news anchor. She was a video a news reporter, and a disgruntled worker at the TV station shot her while she was on TV. Okay, so this video is out there on television. It's a terribly sad situation. The father. This is the article that I read. The father actually purchased an NFT of the video in an attempt to take it off the internet. How would that functionally work? Well, that wouldn't work. That would only work within the confines of that ledger, or that blockchain. So, uh, and, and I, that's what I was thinking. I was no, like, that wouldn't work at all. He wasted his money trying to do that. Yeah. So, but but I I keep seeing articles of people like making thousands of dollars selling him NFTs. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, some of this is just. I think a lot of it right now is just speculative. People speculating with money on things they don't understand. So it's like the new Bitcoin that may take off or may not take off. We should have me back for another show to talk about that because crypto is a whole other whole other. All right, we can do it. We can do it. Um, all right, something else I wanted to get into here. Um, I don't know if we're ready to dive into this until maybe the next segment, but you guys can be thinking about this. Um, I want to know what the biggest secret that you guys kept from your parents. <laughs> What? I don't, do we have time? <laughs> we got a Hold couple. On, I have to no. tell my mom I'm not going to be on the next segment. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Just tell her, hey, don't be listening. Yeah. Well. So, do, do you have one? Uh, real quick. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, my brother and I used to play WWF wrestling uh, in the house, and we did a couple of front flips on my parents' bed when they weren't home. We were told not to go into the bedroom. We did it anyway. My brother did this amazing front flip, and the heels of his feet went into the drywall and put two divots that were like horseshoe shaped <laughs> from his heels. And I covered them up with pillows, and I told my little sister. Like, if you tell on Nate, dad will literally kill him. He will end his life. He will murder him. So for like three months, we kept that secret from my parents. My mom thought she had bashed her head on the wall. Greg, did I, you know, lose control in my sleep? And then when we finally what? told them. Mom really sound like That's that. another yeah. story. <laughs> so much time had passed by the time we finally told them. They just thought it was funny. They laughed. And my brother did not die. All right. Well, that's, uh, well, good. I'm glad your brother didn't die. We'll have your, we'll have some more of those when we continue. Uh, we've got Ryan Edwards in here. Uh, Benjamin Albright, Brian Adams, Ryan Schuling, Super Shoe, Leland Conway, 630K, How Denver's Talk Station. I don't feel like uh, your voice is that raspy. <laughs> Actually, when I did sing in a band, it was pretty dang raspy. You did the breathy? You really did? Yep. Oh, yeah. I did raspy. What was the name of the band? Uh, Patchwork Blue. Sweet. To, what genre? YouTube. They got some music. Videos. All right. We'll, like, have to, we'll have to look it up. Like Patch modern rock. Yeah. Kinda, you know, kind of like Dave Matthews, Dave Matthews tribute band. I got it. No, that's <laughs> cool. Dave Matthews, my very first ever concert that I went to, like big time, real, actual yeah. concert with Bela Fleck and the Flecktones opening up. Oh, so, Bela. Yeah, they were badass. Yeah. I was that's pretty good. combo. Uh, uh, 630K, How Denver's Talk Station. I am Leland Conway, Super Shoes in the house. Uh, Ryan, Brian Adams Edwards is in the house as well, <laughs> along with Benjamin Albright, Broncos Country Tonight on KOA 6 to 9. Tonight, what are you guys leading off with tonight? Mm. We got to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> maybe Rodgers, uh, Broncos quarterback situation, if we have time. I don't know. If we, if we have time. Yeah. In there. yeah. Well, we're, we're both heading out to the Combine next week. Okay. So in Indianapolis. So we're going to be kind of getting a little bit of a lean into a little bit of the draft stuff. We have a draft expert coming on. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll obviously talk about the, the Broncos quarterback and kind of where things are headed with that and some of the new developments today. The, the way you said that sounded more like you guys were both going to be participating in the combine than it's just going to report on. You're like, ah, oh, we're headed out there. 40 training. training yeah. <laughs> we're going to see if I can break that five-second barrier. What's nice. your 40? 
I mean, you were in the military, so... What... Before, it used to be all right. Like, yeah. When I was in high school, I could get like 4'7", four, 4'8". Four, uh, I don't think I can get under 5 now. Yeah, that's but, pretty you know. fast. 4'7 is pretty fast. I mean, you know, it's not like NFL linebacker fast, but it's fast. I mean, it was, I was high school fast. Yeah. Then, you know, then we get to college, and you're like, I'm not fast at all. Yeah, right. What, what was your 40? You got one? So bad. In fact, in fact, this is the running joke, which is really fun. I'm, I'm going to go all ahead and right, tell it. Just it sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a good friend of ours, Steve Atwater, Broncos Ring of Famer, Hall of oh, Famer. Yeah. By the way, uh, by the way, one of my favorites when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That guy could put a hit. Human yeah. Oh, my he's, gosh. He's on with us every Tuesday. Okay. Right? And I used to do a show with him on 760 when that was a, a Bronco station. You got to introduce me. I'll be all starry-eyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's he's one of the coolest dudes. And so we were out at the Combine together a few years ago, and he's always complaining about his knees, like, oh, my knee hurts, my knee hurts. And I'm like, I bet I could beat you in a 40 now. <laughs> I was like, I was like, stake number one. Yeah, I was, I was like, you know, your knee, you're like, you're like, you're your fifties, man. I got you. Like, you know, I got you. And so, I, but I look for what it's worth. I was wearing terrible shoes that day. Blame oh, really? Shoes. Really? It's a poor man who blames boots. I was wearing giant boots. I it was snowing outside. I was carrying my laptop case. Anyway, he was running uphill both ways. Right. I was like, are you ninety now? <laughs> Dude, he backpedaled his way to the end of the 40. Oh, my God. Like, turned around and moonwalked him. Yeah. (laughs) Brutal. That is awesome. I love it. That is awesome. Only when he hurts his knee again. All right, I'm not going to let you guys off the hook. Uh, Ryan gave us his – yours was kind of like – I mean, everybody's done something like that. I want want a good secret that you didn't tell your parents. That was was a, like – State guarded secret at the time that it happened. Well, you, you did save your brother's life. Yeah, so I did. He's alive um, because of me. The reason why I'm asking this, like, so I grew up in a very conservative household. My parents, very, very, uh, you know, it was a Christian household. Everything was kind of by the book and all this kind of stuff. And so, like, the biggest secret I kept from my parents was the fact that, like, for the first two years of college, I actually smoked, and they never knew it. Somehow, they never knew it. I don't know how I kept it away from them, but they never figured it out. So. Still haven't told my mom that, so if she's listening. I want to stay employed, so I can't really tell you what the biggest secret is. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) that's juicy. Go on, but I'll I'll say that I I mean we I I stuck out uh, definitely a few times, um and and once I got especially once I got a car, um I kind of they'd go to bed I'd I'd leave and we'd uh we'd we'd tour around town. I I grew up in a very small town, right? So it was one of those there really wasn't a lot to do anyways, which is. Part of the reason why you got into so much trouble when you did. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we'd go hang out at all night diners. And, I mean, for the most part, it was pretty PG. I'd say most of it. That's most yeah. of it. Where did you grow up? Where, where did you grow uh, up? Rudos, New Mexico. So okay. It was. Where is that? It's like three hours south of Albuquerque. It's an hour and a half west of Roswell. Two and a half hours north of Las Cruces. So it's the middle of nowhere. Yeah, literally. Well, I mean, there's a ski area there. It's a racetrack. Like, okay. It's actually it's a tourist town. And a Dairy Queen, apparently, that's oh, open all night. Dairy Queen. <laughs> I believe it's a Dairy Bar. A Dairy Bar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So no, it was it was it was a small you know like it's like a town of like fourteen thousand that swells to like sixty seventy thousand during tourist season. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, all right. Your biggest I grew, one. You I grew up in a super conservative household too. In fact, we uh, we didn't even own a TV until I was twelve. Really? Not, yeah. I mean, it was hyper hyper conservative. Um, I think the main thing was probably sneaking girls into the house. Right. Ooh, that's yeah, good. A fairly large house, and so yeah, I snuck, I snuck girls in in high school. Um, man, um, that, that's probably to probably this day. Do they know? Oh no, well, my dad passed away, you know, quite some time ago. My uh, my mother, I don't know. She, she would. My mother wouldn't care now. <laughs> now. 
Now. You know, now. I mean, you know. Man, you're 41. Yeah. <laughs> exactly how she talks about it. Spot on impression. You uh, nailed that. I've yeah, really, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I grew up in a small town as well. It's a small town in Arkansas called Lone Oak. Uh, they advertise as the minnow capital of the world, but really it's more the meth capital of the world. <laughs> and uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, just nothing to do but get in trouble. Yeah. It was a dry county, but there was nothing to do but get in trouble. Yeah. I, I remember um, one night we got into a bunch of trouble because we, we took to, as teenagers, we took to... Um, Back when you had camcorders, you remember those? You didn't sure have your did. no, your your phone wasn't a camera. Oh yeah, uh, and we didn't have cell phones for whatever reason. We loved the show nine one one and cops, and so we actually would make these videos where we would pretend to be the show. You're talking about rescue nine one one with Bill rescue nine one one. Yeah, I really thought you were talking about Reno nine one one. I was thinking right, yeah. too. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, bad boys. Bad boys. Does this mean I'm? Do, like, does this mean I'm older? Then no, I remember Rescue 911. Okay. Well, Bill Shatner. Yeah. Well, so so we actually did this whole thing where uh, I don't even know how we came up with this, but apparently, so okay, I, I got to tell the story right. So we set this up. My friend's dad had uh, what was that vehicle? It was like an old Crown Victoria, so like a big Ford great car. So we had that, and it's like about eleven thirty at night, and we set this scene up where supposedly these people are supposed to hit somebody, and then it's a hit and run, right? So we set it up where we're filming it, and then we drive up real slow. We jump over the hood, it will roll over. Somebody's laying in the road, car drives off. Well, somebody was awake and saw the whole thing and called the like EMT. Police, right? Yeah, and, and and the thing about the situation was that we thought we got away with it because we ran back to my best friend's house and hid in the living room until it turns out that as the the other part of the story is that my best friend's dad is actually a nine one one dispatcher and oh. took the call wow. and knew it was us and so uh, we uh, we got our let's just say we had a lot of projects to do around the house for the next week so uh, I don't know shenanigans but I was like you very very boring town so that was those were the kinds of things that we came up with to do. I mean, I guess it could have been worse. We could have been taking drugs and we weren't, so. Yeah, I had to say, yeah, it, it could have been worse. But yeah. Um, okay, so there's a story out that experts say that extraterrestrial life may exist, but it's too scared of humans to come to Earth. So this is... This is from NASA and the Daily Mail. It says, experts say extraterrestrial life may exist, too scared of humans to come to Earth. Bio... What? Biopsychologists. I don't even know. What is that? Yeah, yeah. Biopsychologist. That's mm -hmm. interesting. Dr. Gordon Gallup claims, quote, if alien life exists, it may have found us by now and discovered that humans are dangerous, violent, and ceaselessly engage in endless bloody conflicts and war. Dr. Gallup says, for this reason, aliens are less inclined to engage with humans. NASA has confirmed planets outside our system. There are 3,704 systems. In regards to whether intelligent life exists in these systems, Dr. Gallup says, the history of biology of Earth makes it clear that intelligent, technologically sophisticated life is the exception rather than the rule. I think so. it's a better chances that there is intelligent life elsewhere than not. I mean, even Barack Obama recently was asked about this, <clears throat> the secrets of you know what's being hidden. He goes, I think that there probably are UFOs here. And Ryan over here, he's not that far from Roswell. Where he you know, that's why I pulled the story. Yeah. UFO yeah. insider. Right. Yeah. So Surely you you've seen something you can't explain. Literally. Yes. No. I mean, but what's funny about that is it's like 
what are we basing that on necessarily, right? I mean, he's a biopsychologist. I understand, and and you can be a doctor of a lot of things. I'm just saying that, like, I'm a like doctor what, of awesome. Yeah, like, like, like that that report. I mean, like, what are we what are we what are we basing? And that's compl- it's a hypothesis at best, right? And, and and wild speculation, really, more than anything. I tend to believe Stephen Hawking that if there is another alien space, uh, like space alien, whatever uh, race out there, and it's capable of coming here, and it comes here, it ain't gonna be for good. Like you know what I mean? Like I I I don't I think it's. You mean for, it's not gonna be for the long haul or for no, good reasons? They're coming lack to eat resource. us. Yeah, lack of resources. Right. Yeah, I, I tend to. I mean, I too tend to believe that there is other intelligent life out there. The the the, the odds are too great that that's you know I mean it's a big universe. Yeah, it's a huge. Like we cannot even grasp how infinite the you know the universe. But at the same time, what are the like? I don't think that it would be that they see us as violent. I think that's somebody just putting their spin on it. That's a biopsychologist. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, what are the odds anybody has the technology to travel that distance right. in their lifetime, much less keep an eye on us to know we're violent? Yeah, I w- flying cameras over here to watch us. Yeah, I I kind of am in the camp that if somebody has the capability of coming here, they just be here. Yeah, or they wouldn't. They'd be like, eh. Right. Small potatoes, right? Have you been here? I mean, take right. a look around. Look at Ukraine right now. Right. I'd be take like, me yeah. back with you. But but I but what you're saying though is like this is just a guy who's a psychologist with bio in front of it. So his job is to analyze so a like race a, of beings we don't even know exist. Is he like a Ghostbuster? Like, is there ectoplasm involved? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's going bio to our title. We bio sports talk. Bio sports talk. Right. That automatically sounds very official. That allows you to go deeper in the topic of why Steve Atwater was able to backpedal. <laughs> right. Like, what was the psychological? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he was wearing big boots. That's I mean, it. I, yeah. the boots. I was carrying my laptop case. <laughs> Uh, the, you know, the floor was slippery where I was running. I don't know. I that, that's it. The carpet was slippery. Yeah, the carpet. <laughs> so I guess the question is, who was shown up more by Steve Atwater, Ryan, or Christian Okoye? Oh, well, I mean, it's got to be Okoye. That's that's world famous. I'm not sure. We probably need to put video of this side My, by side. Let the people decide, right? This is a democratic... The video doesn't it's exist It's a democracy. The video doesn't exist in mind. The Okoye uh, one is like what people all point we to. We can do a reenactment. They, he talked about Rescue 911. That's right. He's, he's got experience. Right. We could, we could pull this off. I mean, you could show us and demonstrate exactly how it all broke down. Better shoes next time. <laughs> and we'll put it on TikTok. There we go. circle. All right. When we continue, I'm going to put you guys on the spot have any of you guys seen anything in the sky you can't explain next all right it's ticked what did i say it's TikTok. TikTok. it's twisted view i am leland conway uh along with uh Bri- oh, excuse me ryan, ryan edwards like now i'm seeing it. i've got it in my head i can't get it out benjamin <laughs> albright broncos country tonight six to nine on koa so you better listen to them tonight because they got a great show lined up for you we'll continue 6 30 k how denver's talk station All right, 630K, How Denver's Talk Station. I am Leland Conway along with Super Shoe. It's Twisted View on a Friday. Uh, we've got Benjamin Albright and Ryan Edwards here from Broncos Country Tonight on KOA, 6 to 9 every night. Um, all right, I've got some text I want to get to here, too, real quick. You guys will probably – did everybody mow their – well, you're from New Mexico. You didn't – did you have a yard? I mean, did <laughs> you did you have grass or was it sand? We, we had pine needles. Pine needles, okay. So you this may not apply to you. I don't know. You're from Michigan. Oh, lush green. You're from Arkansas. We had five acres we had to mow. Okay, wow. so you had to mow uh, – Three of us had to mow yards. Yeah. One had to pick up pine needles. So um, the lines in the carpet guy we were talking about yeah, earlier, yeah. somebody texted the show, 57739, said, you can do the same cutting grass. Lighter rows are the sun shining off the blades. Thanks for the science lesson. Uh, grass put down, mower comes the other way. It's dark towards you. I can cut designs in lawns. That's pretty cool. Uh, when I was mowing lawns in high school, 
Uh, we took very big pride in doing the baseball diamond. Yeah. yeah. You knew exactly where I was going with that, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And if you got it, and this is the thing, because I, I had a business mowing lawns. And if you got somebody that had a hill on a street corner, oh, and then you put that. Put that was sign right there. That is the best advertisement in the world. You put your mowing sign right there, and you got those perfect diamonds. Uh, sorry, man. You had to do the pine needles. So no, that's right. I mean, it was, it, I, we also do weed eating, but there was no, there was nothing. There was no yards like where I lived. It was all just you know weed eating, right? Um, you know, cutting weeds down, and then yeah. Yeah, I was kind of like I kind of laugh. I had more than an acre in Kentucky, and it backed up to a horse farm, and it was green as you could far as you could see. And now I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna make most of my yard rocks, <laughs> um, and it takes me literally three and a half minutes to mow my yard front and back. Someone else texted. We still have this hang up on people who leave carts uh, away from the cart rack. Psychopaths. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Uh, Leland, the uh, carts have cart pushers to do that job. One came up to me and asked me to put my cart in the stall. I said, that's your job. Uh, whoever sent this, you're a jerk. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's, not, that's not their job at all. <laughs> their job is to retrieve the carts from the stand from, from inside. From the cart rack. Right. Exactly. Come their on. job is not to walk all over the parking lot. That's to a get trolling your... texter. Oh, it has to be. Well, <laughs> the other day, I mean, I another one, man. They, they had two carts left in a handicap spot. 15 feet from the rack. Terrible. Absurd. Nobody texting in saying to leave your carts outside the rack owns a nice car. That's no. true. It's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I'm just telling you. They have no idea. Right? They probably... I Somebody sent me that Cart Narcs video of a guy... What? There was a Cart Narcs video. The oh, cart, Narcs. Cart Narcs. Narcs. Yeah. Is this a thing? Yeah. Oh, look it up on YouTube. Okay. So these guys go and find where uh, people leave their carts away from the cart rack, and then they confront them, and it's hilarious. I like this in my life. Yeah, you do. Absolutely. Look it up. All right, real quick, round the table. Uh, ever seen anything in the skies? We're going to start with New Mexico guy. We have to, that you can't explain. Well, listen, as the representative of New Mexico here. <laughs> as I, the Roswell representative. And, and, and because I'm, I'm tired of being asked meth questions after Breaking Bad. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say, so we, we used to be known as something cool like aliens, and now it's about meth. Right. So I'm going to swing it back, and yeah, absolutely, man. We were down in Roswell every weekend. I was flying around. It was nuts. Will not confirm whether I was aboard a ship or not. Can't say so. But I, I will, was he probed? But I will say I didn't... I did not enjoy it, and then, and then, yeah, I'll let you let you go. Not there's anything wrong with that. That's great. <laughs> he leaned into it. Yeah. No oh, 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 I, oh, 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 I'm right there on Benjamin's wavelength. That scares me a little bit. I, in terms of uh, seeing things in the skies, I, all the time, like when you go north of a certain parallel in Michigan, yeah. you can see the Northern Lights. Yeah. Uh, and in Ontario, many times I've seen things that I couldn't explain, shooting stars, whatnot. But who knows? I mean, un unidentified flying objects. All the time. I've seen them at least 10 times, personally. Okay. But I couldn't explain. Didn't know what it was. It was probably a helicopter. Yeah. All right. Well, what mean, you got? I'm a skeptic by nature, so I'm not, I mean, like, this. I've seen lights. I didn't know what they were. Right. I, you know, I mean, like, when, <laughs> I was, a light. when I was on the Iraqi-Syrian border, oh, we'd yeah. see all kinds of stuff. Of right. I'm like, I, I wonder what new jet that is. <laughs> you know, um, no, I, like, not, not, not anything that would lead me to believe in any, you know, aliens are invading kind of. The intelligent life that's scared to come here. Right. But, I mean, if you, if you, I mean, if you take the question literally, man, I can't explain, explain how light bends to make color in the sky. That's so great point. There's your answer for... Well, yeah. my dad saw the Phoenix lights, you know, the famous triangle lights. He actually saw those. And we, where I grew up in southern Arizona, there was the, a lot of crossover by the Air Force between where we lived was between a proving ground and one of the bases. So we saw flares all the time. And what my dad said was, 
those were not flares. Because we've seen them like a thousand times. He's like, those were not flares. What they were, who the hell knows. The truth but is out there. The truth is out there. Exactly. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate it. Um, you guys will be on the air at 6 o'clock coming up on KOA. So make sure you check out Broncos Country Tonight with Benjamin Albright and Ryan Edwards. Brian Adams. I am Leland Conway, Super Shoe, 630 K How.